0: Welcome to episode 164 of Ports in Indiana podcast. We are, we are down a member today. Kyler has this thing with IU basketball where he has to cover it and gets paid to do it. And, I don't know. silly. It's silly, right? He's at the IU game right now. So they're, they're getting ready to start here about 45 minutes on Sunday. We're recording Sunday morning. Dominique Neely, Zach Tyler, both joining as usual. Gentlemen, how was your week? Good Solid. week
1: solid week <laughs> solid week another week off of school here we're going back students on Tuesday
0: I love how it's just dead silent and then you both speak at the same time yep yep. that's a common podcast trope by the way that's especially in in this era of zoom you know people not being in the studio doing stuff like that pointing at each other and taking cues of when to speak uh let's see so we we had games last week uh, Anything? I don't know. We didn't there wasn't a whole lot of excitement outside of the games, right? I don't think so. No. Well good. We got I had some good games. You guys have good games to talk about this week? A couple, couple, yeah. 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 All right. Good. Good. We um trying to see how my locks did this past week. Oof. Uh yeah, one for one. I'm on that one for one kick. Now let's get going. Recruiting update. Zach, you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, hit it up. Let's go. It's in, this, right. it's in this Slack.
1: All right. Here we go. We had one commit and a handful of offers actually this week. get kind of busy. Um uh, some 2023 action. DJ Moss finally picks up an offer. He's up here at 21st. He got an offer from Trinity Christian. Um uh, that's an NAI in Chicago. KJ Dyer. Right. Or Kai Dyer, sorry. Kai. Kai, yeah. Kai Dyer from Greensburg got a Franklin offer. Um going up here. Jason Kobe from Marquette Catholic. Committed to, let's see, Manchester. Then Jordan Green from North Wayne, Fort Wayne Northside picked up a Manchester offer. <clears throat> Devin Woods, we'll talk about him in a little bit from Pike. Whoa. Oh. From Pike. Who's dog? Dog, actually. My yeah. dog. Dominic's I dog, clo- okay.
2: I, yeah, I closed the blinds here. Got, so. the, got the
0: kids out of the house, but the dog's still there.
1: Yeah. Dog doesn't like that Devin Woods offer, I guess. <laughs> no. Devin Woods fired from Pike. He's a guard. Got a Dillard offer. That's an NAI down in Louisiana. Uh Then Fort Wayne Carroll kids were a little busy this week. Jackson Pardon. Got an Indiana Tech offer. And, uh. Canon, Canon, Canon. I think. I,
0: it's, I don't know. It's, that's Dominic. Is it Canon or Canon? I. You're muted. I muted you.
2: Yeah, I'm having issues. It's. I think it's. I think it's Canon. Canon.
1: Okay. Uh, he got an, a couple of Crossroads League offers. One from Bethel. One from Grace. Um, and then Tyler Rosh from Napanee, from Northwood in Napanee, got a Grace offer. He's in 2025. Brother. Ian has already committed to grace for next year. And then, uh, Xavier Robinson from North Lawrence North picked up an East Carolina offer.
0: And there's a connection there with George Hill program. Um, I don't know what it, what it specifically is, but they were, yeah, cause
1: they've got uh, short,
0: uh, they've got, um, Javon's there. Yeah. Already. Javon short from, from Franklin central.
2: Javon small, right? Small, small sorry, yeah, short, short small. small.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> all the same. No, that's not. Sorry, Javon, my bad. Talk about a kid that had his coming out in the, in the damn fall league. That was him. Holy cow, he was really good it, going into his junior year, and it just it just continued. I'm trying to find their coaching staff here. See if there's. I mean, there isn't an obvious an obvious connection. Not that I can see, No, no apparent Indiana guys on staff. Maybe there is, and I'm just not having dug deeper. I don't know that I don't recognize any their names, but but yeah, they were the first one to really hop on big with Javon and, and it, um, I don't know how he's doing. How is he doing? Do we know? I don't know. Well, I'm checking it out. Thankful we have, I know well, he was thankful getting some minutes last year. He's only only averaging 15.7 points oh, and 5.7 nice. assists per game. Nice. Struggling. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a really good year. It's nice.
1: Prep school kid too.
0: Yeah. Sure.
2: <laughs> sure. I like the yeah. uh I like the Jordan Green offer if I coach Conley at at Manchester. You know, he, he tore his ACL after six games and he was leading Northside in scoring, having a really good year. And it was really unfortunate to see him tear his ACL. So that definitely could impact his recruiting. Um, but Coach Conley got him an offer at Manchester. So I like to see that.
0: And I know Jordan's a senior, but it's still nice seeing Manchester, you know, being pretty aggressive, going after kids that, I mean, Jordan would be a, Possibly a post grad candidate, wouldn't he be? Develop more, continue to develop his perimeter skills more. Yeah. As athletic as he is. I think he's done,
2: you know, he's even improved since a couple of years ago. You know, he, he used to be kind of 15 feet and in only, and now mm-hmm. he's stepping out a little bit, but certainly could improve. And that could definitely be a route for him as well. But he has improved over, you know, f- from freshman year to now.
0: Yeah. He pops athletically. There's no question. Yeah. I think his. He's probably was he that? You, do you know much about him before high school? He was a relatively bigger kid in middle school, right? Early maturing sure. kid. You don't know?
2: No, I'm not sure.
0: I, I I tend to remember that, but that would just be because I had that age, I have that class coaching wise. So, um, but I know his, I know his develop his progression has been all about. Uh, developing, you know, more as on the perimeter versus being around the basket, and, and I think he's gotten a little bit better each time I've seen him play. So it sucks that he's gotten injured like this. You don't see ACL tears too much in the boys' side at this young of late, do we? Doesn't seem too common, not that I can think of. And I, the only reason why I comment, I mean, obviously he he did it, but and we're talking about him, but um. Shepherd girl from Carmel tore her ACL and MCL, and that's way more prevalent on the girls' side at this age than it is on the boys' side. And I wonder if it has something to do with um, you know, physical maturation, like you you get to the point where you're done, and like because girls are done maturing physically, like you know, like puberty type stuff. Earlier than boys, I don't know. It's it just seems to be more prevalent on the girl side this age yeah. than the boy side. I mean, good from the boys' perspective because I just remember before they had, really knew what the hell ACLs were, it, it always seemed like kids. Sometimes kids like that could it be like mysterious. No, it, it was a hard before MRIs were prevalent. It was really hard to figure out uh, any type of uh, any type of tendon or ligament damage without surgery. And because I had a friend that went through that in high school in the late 80s. The doctor just told him, Well, we can't find anything, you just have a trick knee. It's like, well, okay. Eventually he had surgery. And it's like, oh, you tore this ACL lig- ligament. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> that was my first exposure to it. it. Was my my senior, my well, really my freshman year of college, because we were we were both out of high school then. uh some more movement. Draven Gibbs is now I just, well, I guess it's not really at a high school anymore. Is it say was, was at his fourth high school or where was he at? Was he at Harrison and then no, he was at McCutcheon,
2: McCutcheon, McCutcheon
1: yeah,
2: and then
1: Lalmere, then... then someplace Vegas or something? Or I lost track. You ever Wasn't get to it, Arizona? Was it, was it Utah? No, Maybe, oh, yeah, Utah, you're right. Oh, yeah, Real like, Salt Lake, Rial, Salt Lake, yeah. yeah,
0: but I don't think you ever played there. And then where was he at this past year? I don't know. I'm Stone sure. silence. Once once a kid leaves the state, we don't pay attention. I mean, I'm guilty of that. But now he's left that situation and is now playing. Was he, was he at Montverde Academy? Yeah, yeah. I think
2: at some point, I don't know if that was. Yeah. Montverde and now Academy, he's he Now
0: he's with Overtime Elite, one of their teams and I have not really followed that situation other than the the Thompson twins who um, will definitely be drafted both. Well, at least one of them for sure would be a lottery pick. The other one probably will be a lottery pick. Be good payday for that family.
1: Yeah. He played with (laughs) both Indiana Lee and
0: and Indy Heat too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Hopped around there too. Well, yeah, year to year. That's, that's typ- typical more typical. Yeah, that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily like to see it. You don't like to lose a kid like that or. Right. But it's better than team jumping in the middle of the year. Unless it's something drastic. Like I don't blame Marcus Burton leaving the Indiana Elite team he was on and Right. Oh yeah. Or no, that's the fine. Indy Heat, the Indy Heat team he was yeah, on. Yeah, for MacGorman,
1: yeah, that's fine. I don't think that team
0: was coming close to showcasing his abilities.
1: Right. No. And that I mean yeah.
2: Who who was I thinking that was at Harrison? Was that
0: Shrewsbury or no? Shrewsbury was at West Lafayette. Harrison or no?
2: Or just West Lafayette? Yeah, just West just Lafayette. West, just oh, okay. West Lafayette. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the high, gotcha. Okay. High, high
0: played, went there to play for Woody. Okay. Well, I mean, Micah was at Purdue at the time, so. And West Lafayette is tremendous academically. Probably, I mean, them and Zionsville probably the only – I mean, I mean, Carmel—the three probably best public schools academically. Public schools, I'd say Crown Points in that territory. But West Lafayette is fantastic. It's, it's probably the best public school, academically, academic-wise in the state. All those smart Purdue teachers keeping their kids <laughs> smaller environment there, West yep. Lafayette yep uh yeah we didn't really have any other type of news did we I mean nothing any any oh. any surprises this week I we need, probably should do that I thought about
1: a lot of surprises in Fort Wayne wasn't there
0: making that a weekly thing where we talk about if there if we all had a game that really shocked us
2: yeah like, there are some close ones here in Fort Wayne on
0: Friday. Whether it be who won or how big, like Penn beating Valpo by what, 30 points, yeah, a lot, forty um, five <laughs> points. Yeah, I mean they doubled them up. That's that surprises me. That worries me a little
1: bit. <laughs> I, I heard some things that about- worries
0: me a little bit for a future semi state matchup, perhaps.
1: <laughs> Locker room stuff, maybe at Valpo. Also, from what I've heard, who knows?
0: Well, okay. <laughs> based on I mean I'm not saying based on but we we watched them play yeah they have one legitimate offensive option right Smiley developing and nobody else in that team even looked to score and after watching them last year at Carmel when they played at Carmel I don't I didn't see there wasn't a whole lot there to make me think they were going to threaten them that game. I mean Valpo's good, don't get me wrong, but you know, if Mason Jones isn't going to be the best player on the floor, you know, they're going to struggle because the other they just they have good role players, but they don't have anybody else that can put points on the board. Right. I'll be honest, and that's been Carmel's issue. Last night was a completely different team, and I guess we'll probably get into that. Probably a completely different team than what was being described to me Friday night. Completely different team than in some of the games that I saw that I had seen earlier this year. And Granted, they're playing without two key players, Jake Griffin and Jared Bonds. And Jared's been in and out all year with injuries, and, and Jake has missed the last few games because of an injury they're they're better with those two kids. But if you're just going to rely on one guy and or maybe your other your other guy isn't the kind of kid that's can just go out and get his own. You know, we did you get a feel Zach the, during that Carmel balpo game this year that at any point Smiley was just going to be able to come off and get get shots and get points?
1: No. And I mean I was kind of watching him last night too, because I knew there were a couple of coaches there, seeing what he could do, and he, he he's very tentative still. I feel like with the ball, and
0: and he's young. I mean, he's a sophomore, he super so young. he's super he's young. Yeah, it's not an indictment, right? No, it's not, not an indictment all. of him as uh, prospectively, but it is no. He
1: he 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 caught it around the perimeter a lot of times, and if he wasn't ready to shoot it, he was looking to pass right away. I mean, there's maybe once or twice when he looked to to drive the ball, but yeah, he's he's not really a Go get him, dude! Right now, a killer instinct kind of guy, right now.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about. And Carmel is going to definitely be challenged Wednesday. They play Cathedral. But you got to have a couple of dudes who don't give an F. <laughs> yep. For yep. for lack of, who are obviously skilled enough to do it. I mean, you don't want the wrong guy to be in that. I mean, for a couple of years for, at Carmel, that was Karsten Winland. He didn't give any he, – he didn't care. He'd shoot it no matter what.
1: <laughs> I loved him.
0: He took a bad shot in a regional game that went in and absolutely changed the, the course of that game. You know, now if, if Northrop would have gone down and scored to end the half, it may have been – May have been some words thrown in his ear, but you know they didn't. Instead of waiting for the last shot, he fired it and it drilled the bomb of the net. And then last night, that's how Carmel played. I will get more of that later, I guess, because they'll be mentioned at some point. I'm sure.
2: There's some surprises here in Fort Wayne on Friday, like I was mentioning. Uh, yeah, Lures. what are a couple?
0: Well, yeah, what are some of them?
2: Lures was able to beat Concordia at Concordia. Uh, Lures is five and seven. Uh, They beat them by one at Concordia. Um, Southside almost beat Homestead. They were one and nine at the time, and they lost to Homestead by three at Homestead. Uh, Dwinger almost beat Carroll at Carroll. Dwinger's one and nine, lost by two. They might be the best one-win team in the state. They – they almost beat Homestead, um, lost to Concordia in overtime. Close with Marion, close with Mishawaka Marion, uh, close at Carroll. So they got a lot of close, close
0: uh, games that they couldn't
2: come through. But they they almost beat Carroll. Um, so there's some Kostov, close ones, close ones over the the weekend.
0: Kostoff's always going to have good defensive teams. You know, some of that is is that he does really try to control pace. He will slow it down, uh, but but they'll also be pretty disciplined, and, and and maybe even conservative defensively. I I could be wrong. I don't know that they're out there creating a bunch of turnovers, but they're definitely you're not getting a whole lot of easy baskets on them.
1: Don't get easy for them, them this them week over. either. They got New huh? Haven and New Haven and Wayne this week on the road. Both games, yeah. yeah.
2: And Black Blackhawk come down the road Lawrence Central. Yeah, they're gonna struggle to win a lot of games.
0: I mean Norwell they Norwell lit them up to start yeah. the year, but as much action as Norwell won Norwell runs. Wow, it's gonna that's gonna be hard to guard without scouting. Although they did lose to Fort Wayne Carroll to start the year. <laughs> Right. By one, by one, but yeah, there. I, I wish I had a. There was one other game this week that kind of surprised me. I mean, we all kind of. I we watched this. Well, you watched the first half, Dominique, with the, the Simeon Cathedral game. Yeah. Yep. Thought they played well
2: in the first half. Like I said, I didn't see anything in the second, so yeah,
0: obviously it didn't well. go well, but. They played well in the second quarter. Yeah. There might be a trend there, but. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying to find.
2: I know Jake Davis was struggling in the, when I was watching, he wasn't hitting. He, he might've hit one three when I was watching, but he missed yeah, about he, four or five.
0: Yeah. He's not shot as well lately. Now he'll come out and hit about 10 of them Wednesday. Now that I've said that. So <laughs>
2: Karma, that's isn't
0: fun. It? yeah it is and that's why yeah. he's a heck of a kid he's a heck of a player he got the charge record didn't he he did yeah i Looking wow. forever <laughs> the rebuff we talked about this a little bit last week but the i, I didn't say this oh, part. Yeah. the rebuff game he was two away it's a long time ago
1: and didn't he, is that the game where he got called for a block and it should have been a charge
0: yeah. yeah that well though that was both games the rebuff game he had it picked up another one that should have been a charge but then it was the Warren game where he we he picked up he, he we thought he took a charge. It was last week. And they called it a block, but the fans had already started celebrating and
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And I mentioned it last week, so you know, probably boring people now. But but Delaney went from like Delaney was really questioning the call and then almost <laughs> immediately looked up in the stands, like, all right, people, calm down, we're good. It's a heck well, of a
2: week for uh, Center Grove. Yeah, it Went is. Over yeah. Carmel and then close one at Jennings County. I would
0: want to – I bet Osborne would like to have that center-grove game back. I know there's a couple kids in the locker room that want to have that game back. Just their disposition, how they came out and played. You know, Baumgart, Nick was watching the game on stream and he just was texting me. He's like, it's only all Orm, only Orm. Nobody else is doing anything. And then last night just completely flipped. Valpo had a rough week. Not yeah. only Penn, they got beat by Portage. Uh, yeah, at,
1: at Valpo.
0: And Portage is having a good year, but
1: they're down a couple dudes too. They're young. Yep. Yeah.
0: Did all the sophomores play?
1: No, they're down a couple guys. One of the one of the uh brothers was out, I think. and welcomes. Somebody else. Yeah.
0: A young the the smaller one's sneaky.
1: Yeah, that's who is out.
0: Yeah, he's sneaky. He's the kid you think, okay. Well, and I get, I get him confused. Which Mike is the bigger one? Sam Mike's is the, the bigger other. one. Yes, yeah. correct. Like Mike is obviously really good, and you yeah. think, okay, he. But then you look up and and Sam's numbers are,
1: are really good too. Yeah, and then they have that other guard,
0: sophomore guard, that's really tough too for them. That was the okay. I found the game I was talking about. Warren Central, not that they beat Lawrence North, but that they beat him by fifteen.
2: Yeah, knows, so, uh, there, could,
0: there could have been some late points, some late baskets and that stretched it out. I don't know. But that the point spread there surprised me.
2: At Lawrence North, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know how often that means anything in some of those gyms.
1: Yeah, is there really home court in high school?
0: Uh not not in, not in Marion County. There could be at Southport if they would sell it out (laughs) and have all 77, you know, have 90 or 80 percent of the crowd rooting for Southport. But a lot of those, you know, a lot of those uh, Marion County schools are all built exactly the same. Yeah. Same sight line, same, same, same depth behind the backboard. Not a whole lot of difference. Southport is just the one differentiator.
1: School Student sections don't really matter?
0: No, there's no fans behind the baskets. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ben Davis has a great student section this year. North Central has a great student section this year. Warren has a great student section this year. I've not seen – not been at an LN game yet. Uh, But, you know, Ben Davis, I think, has actually traveled pretty well.
1: That's what I was going to say next is do they travel traveling well too?
0: Yeah, decently so. I mean, I'm from the all-time great we don't travel student crowd. <laughs> I mean, we we did when we were in high school, but not now. Not as much now. And it's helps, it helps helps
1: when the teams are good too.
0: Well, yeah, and they I mean, well, Carmel's good, but they've just there's right. just so much more to do. That's that's yeah. it really hits the fans. Why do we want to drive that far when we can? Right. Like today, Ben Davis seems far to kids that spent their youth in the backseat looking at phones and iPads. All right, we've riffed long enough. Top games, top top teams, top player performance. Dominique, what was your best game of the week? Well, last night,
2: um, Concordia at Blackhawk uh sellout crowd obviously blackhawks not their gym is pretty small but i got there in like the third quarter of the jv and i might have got the last available seat uh the chick-fil-a sandwiches were sold out when i got there oh great.
0: oh my god sheesh
2: um but no it was it was a good game uh concordia came out firing uh cole hayworth hit a three a, a deep three to start the game then he had a Got in the passing lane on a reversal and went down and dunked one. Had another breakaway dunk and another three. He had 10 right away. Then he got in some foul trouble. Um, then in the second quarter, he didn't, I don't know if he played the second quarter at all. Um, Might have played 30 seconds, and then he was he was done for the whole second quarter. And then Blackhawk took the lead by four at half. Uh, Isaac Smith, their 6'4 junior shooter, hit three threes in the first half that really propelled them and Josh first is really good as well. In the in the first half, um, and then the second half, uh, Concordia just never could really get over the hump. It was just kind of seven, eight, nine, 10. uh, Gage Sefton really got it going for Blackhawk in the second half. Um, Pickett started getting it going in the fourth quarter and, uh, Blackhawk just was able to put them away. But I was, I thought, I thought uh, Cole Hayworth is going to get my player of the week after the first quarter, but kind of slowed it down. He ended with 14. Um, Josh first had 20, um, but no, it was it was an overall good game, and Blackhawk was was definitely the better team.
1: Is, is Josh first an NAI kid? Uh what what, what would what would he be at the NAI level? What I mean, I guess what that that could be your question at all in anyway, right? Like what what's his position at the next level? He's got to be a four, I would think. Four. Can he shoot? He can shoot a little bit, right?
0: Uh, A little bit, but he needs room,
1: right?
2: Yeah, and he—he's man, he's really physically built, strong, and they—they really feed it to him in the post. Right. It was kind of a good battle down there with him and uh, Grant Hayworth, who's got some some beef and muscle on him. So they were kind of, and and what I liked about the game was the refs let him be physical, and I was at the. The North Lawrence North game, and I thought that game every every time someone got touched, it was a foul. You know, Lawrence North's coach was finally just gave up towards the end and just like just sat down, just threw his hands up. It was like everything every time someone got touched, it was a foul. But last night, man, it was really physical, and there was barely no one was ever in the bonus the whole game. Um, So it was. I I like games. I love games that like get let them play physical and things like that. But yeah, first and Hayworth are definitely going at it in the post.
1: Hayworth's an N.A.I. kid, right?
2: Cole. Yeah, Cole. Cole I think is awesome. He yeah, he's a junior. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think he could play at that level. He's got a lot of athleticism. He met first at the rim where it looked like first had an opening and was going to go up and dunk in it. And Hayworth met him at the rim and, and swatted it out of bounds. So it's pretty entertaining down low.
0: Zach, what was your game of the week?
1: Uh, I went. To two, I was only at two this week. Not, I guess, not only, but well, that's I, that's, I,
0: we're, yeah, back to normalcy now. We're
1: kind of yeah, no more uh, five
0: game, no more four or five game,
1: <laughs> right? Um, so I went to Hammond Central at East Chicago, or I mean, East Chicago Central at Hammond, and then I went to the game last night, Valpo at Penn. So I'll, I'm going to say talk about the Hammond game a little bit. I think. Uh, I don't want to talk about the JV overtimes, the double overtimes. That's <laughs> my own fault. Bringing that up on myself. Um, still pushing the sudden death, please, and overtime. Uh, but but yeah, the Hammond Central. Right, game is Right right
0: after we get a shot clock, we'll
1: Okay. And the and the uh circle in the plant paint, right? Yes, the restricted zone. Restricted yes. zone, please. Yeah. Those three things will be all set. Um, oh, how about the do we like resetting team files after quarters? Then? I do, yeah. Okay. I,
0: I would okay. love to go back to that. That's the right, way it so used to four be.
1: Things, those four things.
0: Yeah, I've got. I think those are pinned to my Twitter account. <laughs> oh,
1: good. let will send those to the Carmel ad. Maybe he'll change that for you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. I, yeah. I think best he's game. More or less
0: amused by things I send every now and then.
1: Right. Um. Sorry. Anyway, so Dominique Murphy was the guy I wanted to see. Obviously for East Chicago. Uh. Big sophomore. Physical. Looks like a twenty-year-old already to me, but. Uh. He had a decent game, 23 for them. Um, And then Hammond Central's got some dudes. They've got Kenneth Grant and Vince Overshaw. There's a lot of guys that can nail threes. Um, Obviously, Jordan Woods is there. He's their leader. Really tough dude. Uh, Danny Garza didn't play last year because he transferred in from Bishop Knoll. Uh, But he's back, 6'6", junior. really like his game. Um, rebounds it super well. Good frame. Actually, nice, smooth shot from outside also. Um, like to see where he's going moving forward. But uh,
0: Best team guess, in the region?
1: Oh, man. I got to see. I might go to that game when they, when they play Chesterton, but we'll see. Could I, I, I'd say depth-wise and scoring-wise, they got to be the best team in the region.
0: I mean, I, I would think that – Now, I've not seen Hammond Central yet, but the the Chesterton team I saw at Noblesville, I mean, they definitely miss... Obviously, they're going to miss Travis Grayson, but but they definitely miss what he brings to the table. I mean, Harris had some really good games in Noblesville, and so it's not like they're down a ton of production from the guard spot, but certainly Parrish and Sims playing, you know, two a and two B second fiddle type guys to Grayson. Yeah. Was, was pretty magical for a year, you know? And, and it's not like Chesterton's, it's not like Chesterton's a bad team, by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. Um, but that's the the comparison would be those two teams. I'm trying to look at Chesterton's schedule real quick. They're seven and four. I mean, I'm I'm surprised lost Norwell because that's one of those things where you, if you're urban, you play a team that kind of is constructed the same way you are. You probably have a little more talent, so they beat you playing the game you play. Uh, and then I was surprised Lawrence Central was able to kind of push him around and bully him a little bit. Uh, and I, granted, I only saw the fourth quarter of that game. But, um, you know, and LC's been really good of late.
1: Um, yeah, lost to Brownsburg in overtime. Lost to Blackhawk also by two.
0: I don't think it was. the does not show the Brownsburg game as an overtime game, was it? No, it wasn't. No.
1: Um, okay. Max preps is wrong, then.
0: Well, yeah. Gotta get on Harold. Somebody's wrong. Somebody's <laughs> lying to us.
1: I'm on Chesterton's Max Prep because I was looking to see their stats, but
0: yeah, losing the Blackhawk. I mean, I don't think that would have happened last year. Well, definitely they didn't lose to anybody last year. <laughs> they didn't lose to anybody last year until the state final game. Um...
1: Their game against Portage should be good this year. They play Portage and Hammond back to back, so that'll be an interesting weekend.
0: Yeah, and their deal is they've got they've got a good they've got a good group of seniors, but none of them are offensively inclined. I mean, Owen Guest is probably the the most offensively inclined kid of that group. And, you know, they're gonna need some production there because as as well as Parrish played, they still took a couple of losses at Noblesville and I mean good teams. Um but yeah, the the discussion is are they the best team, and who's the best team in the region? So I don't, it's not like we're saying they're bad.
1: Right, right. Like I would, I would lean towards Hammond. I think.
0: And so then, then Chesterton wins because they get that game going the way they want it to go. Right, like if that if they beat Hammond, the winner right. of that game probably is the the team that. Gets that thing playing the way they want it to
1: play. Right, because Chesterton is not going to be able to keep up with Hammond scoring-wise, obviously, so they're going to slow it down.
2: I think Hammond, a... Hammond Central plays more out-of-state teams than they do in-state teams.
1: Yeah, tons just, of Illinois.
2: I just,
0: I just saw that, yeah. Um. Come on. this Harold sight's not playing well with my uh... – uh, browser navigation here. Yeah, they do play. They do play a ton of.
2: It might be right. It might be pretty even actually, but it looks on um, just looking at. It, it, Looks like there's a ton of Illinois. I mean, they played four Michigan of them
0: right there. Yeah, right after Christmas.
2: That
1: tournament, yeah. Five lost in a, a row.
0: Lost to Whitney Young. Yeah. Beat Western out of Detroit. That's a, that's probably a good one. They're usually pretty good. I know Fenwick's who they are, usually good. Yeah, Fenwick. I know who they are, so if I know who they are at a state, they're probably pretty good.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Munster. Bosco. I don't know what Bosco has. I don't think Bosco's high school team yeah. doing as well.
1: Yeah, I don't think they are either. Okay. Gotcha.
2: I like Munster when i seen him at Homestead.
1: Yeah, but they don't play Munster. I'm always
0: going to like Munster just because they're always going to be – well, I always like hack it.
1: Yep, yep. That's their sectional, though.
0: That is their sectional. And since I don't ever seem to pick that sectional right, that means it probably bodes well for Munster this year.
1: Yeah, that. that'll be a, a Hammond. <laughs> that'll be a Hammond Munster sectional. Whoever wins that one wins it, I'd say.
0: And then they'll play the winner of Chesterton Valpo in that group. Yeah, but Merrillville's six and three. I wonder if they could, if they have enough to sneak in there. I mean, like really? Central surprising everybody. It's not, I mean, I don't know if it's a two-horse race. I guess I've.
1: Yeah, it's two horses.
0: Two horses, you think? <laughs> All, right. All right. You hear that, everybody? Zach says it's a two-horse race, section one. It's like Kyler said Oak Hill was definitely going to win. <laughs> Kyler not here to defend himself. Evansville Wrights beat his Bedford team by four, by the way. That was something I was going to make – I was going to tease him on. But... All right, my game of the week Pike and Noblesville. Kind of a back-and-forth game. Both teams had three possession leads. Uh, Noblesville kind of led it late. And you thought, wow, all those guards, they're just not – there's no way Pike's going to climb back in it, but they certainly did. And then uh, – then Noblesville takes the lead with 6.1 seconds to go. And they did the one thing you can't let the other team do, especially when they've got a really good point guard, and and Pike does and Devin Woods, is you can't let their point guard catch the ball downhill. And unless I missed something, when I looked up, when I looked up, he was downhill. And he got all the way to the rim, and he had to hit a tough shot. It wasn't – it wasn't – he didn't really come across any bodies until the lane. Uh, but they, they did make him work for it. And really, I kind of pictured him getting fouled or I pictured him trying to put up a little floater and he kind of leaned to his left and finished it off the glass and, and like won. um, is, you know,
1: NAI, a, is, is NAI a good level for depth for woods? I,
0: I think so. I think so. Um, there's just a lot of guards like him in Indianapolis this year. Yeah. And I think they're all competing for the same, the same spots. And. You know, without that, you know, it's tough because Indianapolis, we've only got two division two schools in the state and they, you know, with the way the portal is, they're not really recruiting a ton of high school guys. I don't, and Devin may be on the smaller side, like he banked in a couple threes that I don't think he was out there calling, you know. <laughs> uh, so those are those are shots that are maybe a little bit errant that go uh, go in. Uh, you know, he is extremely crafty around the paint. He's got a lot of Marcus Burton in him in that way. He's not as strong. Uh, he is of the. Sheridan Sharp I'm going through Mar- Marion County guards now the Sheridan yep. Sharps AJ Dantzler's, the Keon Millers uh you know that group uh you would have had Kobe Bowles in that group if if he didn't, hadn't reclassified um if you want to count <clears throat> I'm trying to think going around the city now I mean those guys especially Sean Craig in there at all who? Craig from... Oh, yeah, Dijon. Oh, I'm sorry, Dijon. Yeah. Yeah. um He was the less heralded... He definitely not as heralded as those guys as freshmen. When he was a freshman, he was on the freshman team. Those other guys were all... I mean, Dantzler was a starting guard from as his freshman year. Keon Miller started as a freshman. Uh, Sheridan Sharp was JV, but dressing varsity. Uh, Devin Woods... Was getting a few starts as a freshman on the varsity team, but but still was a hundred percent varsity player. Dejon Craig was a freshman kid, right? Sure. So so just now that doesn't change what they are now, because Dijon has definitely developed and and is. But I'm talking about the recruiting headspace that has probably been, uh, you know, going on between that that group of guards. And just where they stand, you know, when people recruit in Marion County. I mean, you would have had probably if they, when they were freshmen, it would have been Devin Holman at Warren would have been the other one or, or another one because he was a varsity kid as, as a freshman at Warren Central. know, um, he may have split his time, JV, but he definitely dressed and definitely played in varsity games. And I'm trying to think of North Central. North Central didn't really have a great 2023 class especially in the backcourt. Um, you know, so my point is, is that Woods is the smallest of that bunch. And that's, I think, sometimes where the rubber hits the road when it comes to Division Two NAIA. Uh, but I, I do think NAIA, I think he shoots it well enough. Uh, I think he's, he is, um, the the. He and Keon Miller, he probably has a little bit better vision than Keon. I think he's a little craftier. Is this Keon's... your best
1: game or best player?
0: Yeah, it's best, not best player, <laughs> but just describing the type of guard he is. Right. Because right. he'd finish the game out. And he won't be the best player performance of the week. But, but yeah, I guess they did kind of get down that rabbit hole, which that's fair. But just in terms of you asked like what kind of guard. Right. Like if he was NAIA, Right. That's right. That's where I was going with that. Okay. So that's, that's your fault, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: my fault. So, but but I mean, like, is that a Marion type of kid or Hedy could, should be in there watching him or. Well, they've got
0: moles coming in. So they're done. Um, Okay. They're definitely done at that position. Okay. And, you know, Marion's looking to make move to division one. Yep. And so they're. You know and again, I the comment I made where I was going with some of that between sharp and Miller and and Dantzler and all those guys is that he's the smallest of those of that of that group. And I think that's where some of it has he's lagged behind him a little bit in recruiting wise and I I think that's a mistake. I think if you're I don't know what I don't know all of what these other schools have coming in like you know in the crossroads league or or I mean, I know you know what IU Kokomo kind of has coming in, what IU East has been looking at. IU East was there that day. Uh, They were at the the Noblesville game. I think they were looking at him a little bit. I think they were looking at Alma Dover from Noblesville. Uh, But, you know, I mean, I, I definitely think Woods could help teams like that to answer that question. Right. I just was trying to give it some more context, so. Zach, any so uh go
1: ahead. Well, so so there are a lot of NAI guards in, in Indianapolis that just aren't getting recruited in wise. Is that what we're
0: saying too? Probably every year. Yeah. You know, probably every single year. It seems like. You know, and I don't I mean without without being prepared for that discussion, I don't know what those other teams have coming in.
1: Right. Well, Bethel's loaded with guards coming in next year with Kripe right. and uh, McBride and Hed- Hedrick from Columbia City, but like, yeah, uh, Huntington and Taylor's, Taylor's of the world, think... and Saint Francis. I mean, obviously
0: McBride's a two.
1: I you're just saying point guards and I don't see why are.
0: Woods couldn't play with that group. I don't think Kripe comes down to Marion County and averages twenty-three points a game. I, right. I don't you know, I don't know where he fits into that equation.
1: Right. Well, okay, how about him and or Deglan Sullivan? Does Deglan Sullivan come down to Marion County and average whatever eighteen a game?
0: No, not not that much. Not that much. Um I I would try to I would struggle to think who he who I'd compare him to. I mean, I'm going, right? I'm going white kid on white kid. So he's probably going to run Collie, you know, or he's, you know, he's probably going to, um. you know, Cathedral, I suppose. I mean, I'm saying that because he's a Catholic kid, not, not right. just specifically because he's a white kid, but, right. but he's going to Cathedral.
1: Garen, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm probably Garen. Um, I mean, he's probably a lot like Sorensen. Who's good? Um, he's probably a lot. He's probably that's probably the kind of player he is, maybe a little bit more of a primary ball handler than what Sorensen does for Garum. But, but Sorensen also plays with you know, Camille Chandler, who's smaller and has to really be the point guard if you're going to have your best, best grouping, right? Um, but that's probably the the range that you're looking at
1: um sorry i just i was interest, no, interested interested in that stuff
0: yeah no that's all right well it's tough because um, look i'm a central indiana snob i mean it's it's but i think it's proven out the the type of talent that's been produced around this area year in year out right um i do think some kids get overlooked though because they don't stand out or they play at teams where their, their production isn't specifically necessary to win games. Sure. And they accept it because they like winning games. Uh, so know, there probably are some kids that branch out if they, you know, because they go someplace where they're needed and all of a sudden their stats jump off the page and, um, yeah, if I was Bethel, I'd be recruiting Devin Woods. I mean, I'd, I'd have to watch Hedrick play a little bit more before I'd feel real comfortable completely. Is he a point out
2: guard of Zach is Hedrick a point guard?
0: I I don't know if he's handling it for them this year or not.
1: I mean, I could ask Schauser. I I get to a game, but I'm not sure if he's a one or a two for them right now. I know in the past he's been a little bit of a one combo, combo maybe.
2: Yeah, I say comma because I seen him play on stream against Carroll a little bit, and it didn't seem like he was really a point guard to me. But
0: so they're bringing in him and McBride. Neither one of them were primary ball handlers. I mean, I
2: and uh, and Cripe. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's not a point guard.
0: Not no, not around here.
1: Yeah, I asked them about Sullivan, and they said now they're done with guards. So I don't know. I mean, you're counting on lots to hang around for another year, I guess, but still.
0: And I'll make one more point here. I'm going to look it up before I say it. I mean, you just look at what Lawrence Central has done here lately. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they've all been good games. They they bullied Chesterton. They bullied Columbus North. They, In the second half, they bullied Noblesville. In, and and then Park Tudor I don't I, I don't know how that game went but well actually they led quite a bit for Park Tudor right and then Park Tudor kind of climbed their way back into it just so they put so much pressure on the ball and so much pressure on the perimeter the guys they have left you know they, they act like they had like a flood of people leave. it was just one player but but Craig and and you know Jacob Franklin and and their other kids they the way they guard I think there would be a lot of obviously a lot of teams we talk about would struggle against Lawrence Central. Yeah. Okay. how would
1: you how would you compare him to Travis Grayson? Cuz he's averaging almost 12 points right now at Spring Arbor this year as a freshman. Yeah.
0: I mean, Grayson is um not having seen him play this year as a freshman. You know, his bugaboo certainly was he doesn't shoot the ball real well. And and I kind of questioned if that was a big deal until I saw him in the state final game and then just saw how kind of his, his jump shot lacked fluidity. Let's say that, right? It was right. more, and even at that, it was more of a set shot. So anything outside of the paint that wasn't floater level or him using his strength to get the ball in the glass – which obviously against Cathedral did not work. Um I mean, Grayson would figure out a way. I'm trying to think who Grayson would remind me of down here. I mean, he'd he'd get it figured out because he could he can get paint touches and get downhill and, and, and make plays. All right. Those other guys aren't getting paint touches down here. Not on not on the regular. You know, and I say that having watched you know, Mishawaka Marion played twice down here last year, right? Westfield and Cathedral, right? Or right. no, uh, Lawrence Central. Central. Yeah, they, they lost. They lose or beat Lawrence Central last year. I'm checking it now.
1: I think they beat them, didn't they? Or no? Wasn't they that, last year? Wasn't that at, year? two
0: two years ago? They lost at. They lost two years ago. They lost at Lawrence Central by two. Last wasn't year, they beat last year at home.
2: Hold on a second,
0: hold on a second. second. Lawrence Central lost to Mishawakamarian by two. There you go. Last year, they did not play each other. No, I was going to
1: say they didn't play them up here.
0: I'm Mm. on the LC site. Let me go back to Mishawakamarian real quick. Last year, I saw Mishawakamarian play at Cathedral, or at Westfield, gosh, and at Cathedral. And both times, well, Cathedral pounded them. And the Westfield game, they were. The second half was complete, completely Westfield. Um, Did I see them any other time? No, I did not. Other than watching the, I did watch the Beach Grove game, where again, guards who on paper aren't highly as, not nearly as regarded as what Mishawaka Marion had, and Mishawaka Marion had no answer. For the pressure that Benday or that Beach Grove was putting on them, I guess that's just kind of where I go with it, and I think it bears out, you know, in, in wins and losses sometimes. And look at Beach Grove this year; all the turmoil they had coming into this year, and they are seven and three lose their best player. They lose their, their coach what, a week before the season starts? Then they're seven and three.
2: Beat yeah, a good great Northwood team too.
0: And beat yeah, beat Northwood. I was teasing Wolfie heading into the Hall of Fame stuff that of the four Hall of Fame teams only only one team has a loss. Mm-hmm <laughs> We were one one loss away from having a perfect field going in there. <laughs> Texting him and Coach Lynch at Brownsburg. And it's like at the same time, group text and just sort of blowing him some crap. And so luckily he can – luckily he takes that stuff well, which is why I did it. But.
1: Yep, lost a good dude.
0: All right, moving on. Zach, who, any, any uh, surprise who your best team of the week was?
1: No, uh, I mean, I could talk about both Hammond and Penn. I mean, that'd be an awesome, awesome regional yeah. game, wouldn't it?
0: That's, I mean, if what that happens looking, or potentially. Is that regional? That would be semi state.
1: Or semi state. I'm okay. um, good. Oh, man. I mean, Penn looked really good last night, obviously, but that was with a little help from my man, Marcus. Um. So, yeah, I, I draw it out of a hat, right? Penn or Hammond, either one. Hammond, I feel like, is a little more. Um, less reliant on an, an individual. I don't. Know. I. I. It'd be interesting to see what Penn would be like without Marcus. Uh, who's going to be the dude? Who's going to step up? Is Gatetti going to get some more touches? Is Darda going to get more touches? That kind of thing. Um, but e- either one of those teams, I probably two of my favorite teams up here in the northern part of the state. Obviously, Hammond now and and Penn just. So good at what they do. Penn, Penn runs everything so well offensively. Defensively, they lock down on you too with Joe Smith. And even Joey Garwood a little bit can defend. But Penn, Penn just looks so good last night against the Valpo team that obviously we talked about too is kind of struggling right now with just Mason Jones and Smiley a little bit. Uh, but, but to get beat by 30-plus at Penn is – is pretty impressive, I feel yeah. like.
0: Yeah. It was surprising. I mean, as we, you know, as mentioned before. I I still think that Gitate is just such a valuable defensive presence. I mean, he, yeah. he, creates, he creates offense with his defense.
1: Right. That's yeah, what he's he was
0: doing. The, even against Ben Davis, he was doing that, especially in the first half.
1: Yeah, I, he had the first play of the game, Mason Jones took one of the basket, and Gatetti blocked it off the glass. It was pretty nice.
2: Yeah. I, I saw that Zach. He's pretty aggressive on his blocks, man. He really tries to. Oh yeah. Tear it up! Yeah, I like that. I like that about him.
0: And his arms, as they get higher, they he stretches them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's literally go go gadget. He's he's got the go go gadget arms. It's crazy freak, crazy long. Holy cow. Dominic, who was your team performance of the week?
2: I'm going to go with Fort Wayne Northside. They played at home against Wayne, down their second best player, Jordan Green. And to me, their third best player, Jackson. Uh, it is pronounced Fugit. I thought it was Fugate, but it's Fugate. Uh Both of them are out. Fugit with a broken wrist. Jordan Green torn ACL. Um, and I thought Wayne would definitely be the favorite. I, I like Wayne. They got four really good players, probably more than that, but four starters that really stand out. And they were up 10 to 12, 14 points in the first half, Wayne was. And and then in the second half, they kind of just – Northside just kind of turned up the pressure, started creating turnovers. Um, Tate Johnson ended with 21. He had a good game. Uh, JV on Davenport, a kid who, when I went to the Blackhawk game, first game of the year, he was starting on the JB. Um, and then he would come up and play off the bench on varsity. But now he's starting with some of these injuries. He had 12 points. Brayshawn um, Bassett had a really good game. Um, Bodie Dickerson. Uh, so they just, and my challenge to Northside is like if you get them on a SAC Friday night game, boys, girls, doubleheader, it's packed. Man, they play like it's sectional, right? They're up and down, they mm-hmm. play together, they're all over the place. You get them on a random Tuesday, Saturday night. It's like night and day. If they can just play more consistent and play together and play with effort, I mean, they can. You know, they're not they're not a top ten team in the state. You know, they're not a top twenty team in four A in the state. But they can make some noise around here if they can play consistent and play with that type of effort all the time. And that's something I really, really notice is those SAC Friday night games. Man, they are. Like it's sectional, other games, it's like
1: I don't know. How much do those two injuries limit their their abilities? Do you think going forward?
2: Yeah, it is gonna it's gonna hurt a lot. I think, uh, especially Green. But I don't I don't know if Fugit is coming back or not. I don't, yeah. he would definitely help, but uh, he, don't, he must. I think he hurt, broke he,
1: he must have broke that wrist that at that night. I was at Northridge. Yeah, to
2: watch I think I think so. But, but Tay-Tay, last year broke his wrist like in the seven or eight games in and he was back at the sec in the sectional, but yeah, I, I don't, that
0: that's definitely going to
2: hurt them, but, but, but yeah.
0: But they got the kind of team when they're engaged, especially Bronte Johnson and, and who's Tay-Tay and, and Bassett can be outstanding disruptive yeah. defenders. The, the kind of stuff we're talking about. I mean, it's, It'd be the same discussion. We could have the same discussion about Southport. We could have the same discussion about about Lawrence about Central. That And Lawrence Central of late has been engaged. I mean, I'm going to throw the Carmel game out. That was their first game without Kamari. And I think they're still trying to – I mean, not only are you trying to figure yourself out at the beginning of the year, but you're two games in and your best offensive player leaves. And you know that I don't think that they played that game again. It would be a 30-point game or whatever, 20 something, high twenties. Um those two teams, when they are engaged defensively, can be disruptive. Southport was very disruptive against Ben Davis. Extremely disruptive. And but they're not like that every game. They're a little bit more this year than most, but you know they they lose to Ben Davis in overtime, and while Plainfield is good, they should not have the guard play that can hand that is used to being able that is used to the pressure that Southport put on Ben Davis. Same with New Pal; as good as New Pal is, they're undefeated. Those guards aren't don't play in situations where they see that kind of pressure a lot. And I'm willing to bet you go back and watch those games, that there was some letdown. Uh, maybe even the Crown Point game. What was that? That was at the, at the uh, at their Southport tip-off tip off classic at Southport. Yeah, I was. They were not nearly as engaged against Crown Point as they were against Penn Davis. And when they are, because Miller can really guard people. Dansler can guard people. Limba is is extremely good rim protector at this level and Pinkston should, should be the best defender in the state and can be. And against Ben Davis, he was, he was, he was incredible defensively now, you know, I'll a good chance. I might get to see him this week during the Marion County tournament, but, but Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne North has those types of not just athletes, not just quickness, but they're strong. Bassett play football.
2: Yeah, he's gonna go to college and play football.
0: Yeah, and we know Johnson's definitely a big time football player. At least the opportunity to be a big time football player. Bodie I mean, Dickerson
2: just... is is the quarterback. He plays. He starts yeah. for him now. He's six five, athletic. He's their quarterback for football. They're b- so you... pretty much all football kids except except Eugene Young, so and then got... few and green who are both hurt now. They're they're not football kids, but.
0: So you got football bodies with with basketball and football athleticism. Yep. Yeah. They they should be able to be disruptive. Toughness, yeah. As I mute myself to cough up a lung. Uh, Carmel's my team of the week. And a lot of it is just how they came out and played. I mean, the Westfield game, how they came out and played. Spencer White was aggressive. Uh, Tyler or Ryan, I keep calling him Tyler. Ryan Clevenger was aggressive. Uh, Alex Kudo was aggressive. Uh, Westfield put a lot of resources toward Orm, and it worked. He didn't score into the third quarter. He didn't score his first basket into the third quarter, but then he put on ten quick points. Like he scored the he scored ten points in the final three and a half minutes of the third quarter. But if those guys don't come out and, and get paint touches and attack and I mean the, Westfield put Romac on Spencer White to start the game that did not go well for Westfield. Not only did it take Romac away from the basket, uh, but it he was not doing very well guarding White through screens. And Carmel sets a ton of screens, and Westfield does too. So they should be able to to replicate a lot of the action that Carmel that they faced against Carmel especially in the flow of the offense. But yeah, they, they quickly switched off of that. But then he was still in attack mode and he was, I, I bet the rest of the game, he had four assists. He um, he had one cut to the lane that, that bounced off his hands. It was a little bit low pass from Orm, um, tight quarters. That would have been a nice basket. I mean, they were Carnival, con- both teams, really Westfield first half was I mean, everything they scored was at the basket. But both teams put a lot of pressure on the paint last night. And and that's how they're gonna have to succeed if they're gonna beat good teams the rest of the way. And neither team has a break in their schedule, so there's a lot of good teams left for them to play. And, you know, they shot the ball well. Kudo, of course, is an excellent shooter. Um, he, you know, he was uh he was bouncing into every catch and looking to shoot every time he caught it. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And and I think there's a couple of kids in that team that still have it in their mind that that Coach Osborne, um, like worries about them shooting, and it's just not. I mean, he values shot selection, but he also values the right kids in the right catch, the right part of the floor, being aggressive, look to shoot, and that's exactly how they played last night. And there was a couple of times where they didn't take advantage of certain things especially to start the second half where Westfield started the possession with four straight turnovers and Carmel only were able to score four points off of that. Um, but, you know, defensively, Carmel was everywhere. They had several deflections in the first half and that continued and worsened in the second half. They were able to create turnovers. Uh, they just were super aggressive yesterday and, and every, and the the non-orm element of that especially offensively is the key factor and again no Jake Griffin no Jared Bonds that's two kids that when Carnival's at their best are on the floor and and especially defensively cuz both those guys can guard uh so hopefully that's that's you know from a fan perspective hopefully that's what it looks like going forward uh but you know, we talk about a team like Fort Wayne North not being engaged defensively. Sometimes there's some kids on Carmel who aren't engaged offensively, and that that part has to consistently uh, rearrange itself. Uh, player of the w- player performance of the week, Dominique.
2: Going with Brayshawn Bassett from from Northside, he went nuts. Uh, from three, he went nine, hit nine threes on Wayne, nine for twelve. Only nine. And uh, only nine. And I mean, he was, man, he was. He he had seven threes at the end of the third, first possession of the fourth. He came out and hit one about five feet behind the line. A couple possessions later, right in front of their bench, about ten feet behind the line, just pulled up. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Nothing but the nothing but the net. Didn't even hit the rim. I mean, he was just. White hot, and like I said, I, I don't know how many I don't know his stats on the year, but I he probably had, didn't hit nine threes all year combined. Um, <laughs> but he was look it up. he was uh, he went uh, he went crazy in that uh, in that Wayne game on Friday. Um, Zach, you saw him. He said he didn't do much in that Northridge game. Uh,
1: I'd have to look back, but no, he didn't. He might have hit a three. But the only thing I noticed about him was more defensively than anything. Yeah, yeah, I've seen
2: him a couple times. I'm not sure. I've I was at the Blackhawk game. He didn't hit. He didn't have a point that game. I saw a couple other games on stream. I'm not. I can't remember too many times where he's hitting multiple threes. And maybe he has in games I haven't seen. But he hit. But he. He hit
0: know. twenty. Nine against William Wayne, Wayne six against Bowman Academy.
2: Okay, there's the. I didn't see that game, so okay.
0: Now, he's not had – he's got an 0 for 2 and O for 3, 1 for 3, 0 for 4. So he started the year – he started the year 1 for 12. Okay. And then he's been 6 for 11, 3 for 9, 1 for 4, 9 for 11. But a, a 3 for 9 is a, good, is a good game. And he might be
2: starting to get his groove because, like I said, he's a football kid. And right. uh, early early part of the year, you know, might not have his his touch yet. So, it might be coming along here right at the right time for him. So, so now that the two two the, key players are out.
0: The alarming thing with him is he's only shot eight free throws the whole year. Yeah. That would seem like something. And I, I had, you know, I didn't see him play this summer. Saw him play a couple times last year. He's got to be a kid. I don't know how well he shoots from the line, but he's got to be a kid that gets to the line. Because to me, that shot creation, Um, even though I know Johnson's their primary ball handler. But they were in your top 10 of the year, weren't they? No.
2: No? no. Not even close to top 10 of the year. I thought we were talking but about that, that
0: because the, their transfers.
2: No, I just mentioned – I ment- told you at the end of that preview, I wanted just to mention a couple teams around Fort Wayne because I said oh. that none of them are in my top 10 or really in okay. the next group. I just wanted to mention – a couple teams around here just so, so people know about them a little bit. Yeah. Don't do me like that, Jim. Come on. Come top on, 10. Man. I thought I remember you You mentioned them. I did.
0: Because my... we talked about UG.
2: I did. And we did top 10. We did others. I didn't have them in either one of those. And I said, I want okay. to mention two, three or four teams just around here that uh, might have decent years. All
1: right. Jeez. Not, like
0: not like anybody's coming after you. Jeez. <laughs> What Zach, who was your top player (laughs) performance?
1: Oh, I don't. I I, do I talk about a kid that's committed to Notre Dame that had 36, (laughs) that had 11 in the first quarter, 20, he had 16 in the second quarter, finished with 36. Yes, you
0: can talk about Mr. Basketball. Go for it. I can
1: talk about Mr. Basketball. Okay, Mr. Basketball, Marcus Burton. M.B., off-
0: M.B., Marcus Burton, M.B., MB Mr. Yep. Basketball, it's M.B. It's already made up. Yep. It's destiny. We are proclaiming it.
1: Mr. Basketball Burton is being crowned. <laughs> like we have the power to name it, yes. Yep, we're just naming <laughs> it right now. Don't add us. Don't hashtag us or whatever. Um. Yeah, Ms. Marcus just tore up Valpo, came out. He I know he's had a toe injury and had a week off here so that was good and it it it, it showed that he's improved um mid range was working real nice got to the rim a couple times and scored over some guys uh outside shot working it always so smooth and I, mean, I i can't even think of a, a thing that you would pick a part of his game i guess maybe handles just a little bit cuz he got a little sloppy last night towards the end i don't know if he was forcing stuff or trying to get his 40 maybe, but man, he looked so good last night. And dishing the ball too. I, he had seven or eight assists to go along with his 36. Um, he, he just played really well, and he continues to impress.
0: Trying to get something open here. And, of course, internet or the browser or whatever, Cheese just come on. Did he anyway. hit,
2: hurt his toes, Zach, in that North Davies game thing? Because I think he went to the locker room with like two minutes left in that first half.
1: So I think it's was it. It's been a lingering thing for him, and I think it kind yeah. of flared up a little bit in that game. Okay. is was what happened.
2: I saw he went to the locker
1: room with two minutes left
2: in the first half, and then the announcers yeah. were talking about, is he going to play in the second half? And right. I didn't even know what happened. Um, but then he obviously did play. But he said he had a week off just to get it.
1: Yep. Yep. Because they, they didn't play it all this week. So he just right. kinda he did a lot of non contact stuff this week.
0: Gotcha. Well, my player of the week, Dylan Moles, my guy, Greenfield Central. And as I'm trying to find his total numbers against Mount Vernon. There we go. There we go. There's shot everything freezes up. Uh twenty points. I'm getting I'm getting to a point. He scored 20 points basically. They went no help on him in the first quarter. He did not get a shot. Uh things tightened up or loosened up a little bit in the second quarter, but he was able to score four. And then he scored 16 in the third quarter and half of the fourth. Uh Mount Vernon put him on the floor as often as they could. And he played through that. And he finished at the rim. He went to the free throw line 8 or 10 times hitting 8. Um, he did not hit any threes that game, 0 for 2. So everything he did was basically around the paint, and he is normally a – well, he's only shooting 52% from the three-point line this year on 46 attempts. That's not bad, right? 52% is good from the three. It's not terrible, yeah. Not terrible, yeah, not terrible. Um, 20 points, five assists, and six – Staples in his head <laughs> were his final stats. Solid night. Yeah, he was on the ground early and often. The And the final blow, the, the largest injury, well, the only injury really, but the hardest hit of the night he took colliding with Braylon Mullins with about four minutes to go in the game. And Greenfield had come down. They were down by 11 at one point. I think at some point they took like an eight-point lead. And I believe at that point it was five. I believe at that point it was a five point lead. Dylan and Mullins collide. Dylan moles got fouled and then he could not shoot his free throws. And luckily it's not the NBA rule where if you don't shoot your free throws. You can't come back in, but they couldn't get him patched up in time to let him to bring you back in the game. And, and Greenfield ended up winning and hanging on. And, and I, I thought Mullins played well, certainly down the stretch. Um, You know, there'll be a time and a place where we write about him and talk about him, but um, you can definitely see his maturation. But, yeah, despite the slow start, and really in the first quarter, a little disappointed in his movement off the ball, and they script so much. They script almost every – the start of every possession. Sometimes even in in their – like a primary break, if they don't have something right away – they will just back it out instead of maybe pressing the issue. And that's not not a criticism. It's just an observation. And they run a lot of good stuff, and they have a lot of good counters. Uh, but, when, but it also puts them in a position where a lot of it's run for him to come off screens versus him being the guy that, that screens. And then they switched some of that up in the second quarter and started putting him in situations where he was the screener and life got a little bit easier for him in the second half it it was it was easy and he was he was making plays everywhere he did a great job adjusting whether it was by design or or just him taking control and brought them back and he and Mullins were both both had good uh good stints there from the second quarter on but yep 20 points 5 assists and 6 staples not a bad day He'll he'll be okay, no concussion. He had two steals and a block, nice, and only two turnovers. Despite, like I said, ending up on the ground almost. It seemed like every every time down the floor. So, some friendly fire there with his own guy. Moments. Yeah, in that, yeah, in that Sheesh. instance. Yeah, I really don't even know how it happened. He he went up for the layup and, and he got knocked down and he was on the ground, and then he didn't get up. And you're just like, oh dear, what's going on? And it was clear there was some blood because some of the kids were pointing at like little different spots that weren't right at him. And then I looked over and Mullins was on the ground and it was taking him a little bit while to get up, but he didn't have a cut. It was the top of his head. So I don't even know how, I mean, it definitely couldn't get him back in. I don't know what the threshold would have been blood wise. Uh, But there, they never, he did never did come back in the game, but he's fine. He was, went to the hospital after the game, got stapled and, hit that easy button at Staples. Yep. And he was good to go. So there you go. All right, where are we going this week?
2: Tuesday, I'm going planning on going. Uh, it doesn't always work out, but planning on going to uh, Blackhawk at Homestead. Yeah, that should a good be a way. big game. Big, big game on Tuesday. Then I'm struggling with the rest of the week again uh friday saturday just don't see a lot of stuff i want to see really <laughs> around here at least
1: i'll be over your way
2: yeah the, is it new haven
1: yeah i'm gonna try that one out might try i'm gonna try that one out probably saturday night carol at new haven Ooh, might have see to some, go with you, maybe see some teams that i don't get to see a lot there's not much going on in my neck of the woods uh, Friday, Tuesday is going to be bad. Also, there's not much going on over here at all. Tuesday, Friday, I might try to get to wall bash at Manchester. They got there's a bunch of young kids in that game. Gavin Bettens won for Manchester, a six six sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're to get some to- eyes
0: on him. You got Carmel at Fort Wayne Snyder, Dominique. Oof. Oh, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> I
1: thought about thought about maybe Friday going down to Anderson and Jeff, but we'll see. That's that Manchester Wallbash game too, so
2: Snyder's one in ten.
1: <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, their only win is against
2: the Cow, who has not won a game.
0: Oh. We think Beasley's regretting that move. Is he making that much more money at the Caleb than he was at Carroll?
2: I wouldn't think so, but I, I don't know.
0: I mean, is he is he the A D at the Cow? It could that he, could be I I don't know. I'm not even
2: not even sure.
0: Is he not teaching? Because I, I know there was an issue there with – it was – I know there was an issue with his – I think there was I, – I shouldn't say that. I think there was an issue with his teaching schedule, which when you've been in a place for a long time and you're a basketball or football coach, does become a conversation. You know, like how do you get the end of your day to be the easier part of your teaching schedule or maybe not teach as much – and and I think the Calb was more likely was more willing to script was more willing to was more willing to script his schedule for his benefit. His,
2: There's been some good talent in Carroll District that should have went to Carroll that chose elsewhere when he was at Carroll. So I know over the years the, he is
0: not the AD. He is not I was, So I was looking that up. He's not the AD. Yeah, I just thought it was strange they left Carroll to go to the I don't know where he's from. Maybe he's, I know—I don't know if he's a DeKalb guy. I don't, I don't know much about him. I know he's an excellent, he's an excellent coach. At least he was at Carroll. But yeah, they're yeah. 10 and 22. 0 and 9 this year. I mean, not that Carroll won a lot of games last year, but two to be exact. <laughs> I don't know if he thought getting out while the getting was good, but where he's gotten to isn't getting it to play that trope to play that trope out. Locks. No, we got to talk about the Marion County tournament. Oh, geez. ow! That's this week. Holy smokes. Not a lot of great first round matchups Tuesday night. Probably the best one is. Decatur central. At... Decatur central. Really at at Burmuff. probably the best first round matchup in terms of appeal like in terms of watching players necessarily Park Tudor Warren Central is a good one Um, but the semifinals then they'll, they'll play the quarterfinals on Wednesday semifinals Friday night is always one of the best nights of the year is that a draw or is that just a it's a draw okay it's a straight it, draw, and, there, and there's been years where it's been ridiculous amounts of, of talent on one side of the bracket. It,
2: there's no, there's no seeding at all.
0: No, no. Because the way it
2: shook out is there's no like, big-time matchups right away, which is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, it doesn't usually happen that way. Yeah. It does not usually happen that way. There's usually one that jumps right out. Right. I mean, you, know, you look at record-wise, Lawrence North at Lutheran, should be pretty, you know. It's it probably the best matchup from a record perspective in terms of just overall wins and losses. But I mean, Lutheran's going to be one of the top one A teams in the state. But I mean, I can count the number of times they won. A number of county tournament they I'm scrolling through the list here real quick. Lutheran t- Marion County tournament wins two. Wait, let me double check that one. Yep, um, three.
2: Uh, What are we counting here?
0: Marion County tournament wins four
2: since oh wins wins Lutheran. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant. I'm like, they no wins since 1994. Since
0: 1994, they won four tournament games. Gotcha. And they've had some good teams, so it's or good, you know, teams with good records. And they've had some teams with some bad records. Uh, but yeah, not not. Oh my god, my this Laker, this dude is blowing up my DMs. Holy cow! Jeez. Um, anyway, that's good. Cathedral Carnival Wednesday night. I will not wear my Notre Dame sweatshirt like I did last night. <laughs> and then, of course, Sparrow County Tournament the rest of the week. Zach, you got a reads? No, I don't. No? You want me to read them? Sure. Oh, my God. Courtside, Indiana. Box House Sports' leading well, online graphic solution, giving you the, the ability to create professional content in mm-hmm. seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. I am seeing it more and more. Yeah. Carmel's blowing it up right now. I don't know if they're using Box Out, but they are putting a lot of graphics out there right now. Uh, thank you for listening to Courts I on a podcast. If you listen every week, we certainly do appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, five-star rating. Please, thank you. No one stars. Come on, what Please. do we what do we do to get a one star rating?
1: What are we doing? Don't be late. Do what did
0: we do? What did we insult? Gosh. Can we do it again? And yeah. you can reach us directly at our courtside Indiana Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at courtside That's courtside i n d. Locks of the week. Let's Locks. go, Zach. You ready up. to go?
1: Yep. I'm going to say Mishawaka over Wawasee Friday. Got two two Fridays here. And I'm going Harrison over Kokomo on Friday.
2: Ooh, big game
1: at
0: Kokomo, right? Yes. Big game. Harrison. Kokomo. Dominique.
2: I'm going Homestead at home over Blackhawk. All right. And then I'm going with the Road Dogs, the Wayne Generals to go to Norwell and beat Norwell. Yeah. Wayne?
0: Over Norwell. Ooh. That'll be that that athleticism try to, you know, pressure you into doing something stupid, yeah. That'll be that theory yeah. again. I don't have my locks. What nice? I'm woefully unprepared.
2: You gonna dare to pit, to project some of these Marion County ones out? to
0: Pick them, or we're we going. Well, wrong? I mean, I mean, all right. I'll pick my final four. Let's do that. Oh, do that. Here are my final four locks, and I'll just I'll count that as one lock. Marion County, final four. I mean, because what's the joke? The joke is I just pick Ben Davis to lose every week, so that way when they do, I can act like I was right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) Marion County Final Four. That's going to be my lock of the week. Pike. They play Speedway, then the winner of North Central versus Roncalli. Taking Lawrence North. They play Lutheran to start, and they would have the winner of Decatur versus Brebuff. Then I'm taking... Southport. They open with their uh, township rival Perry Meridian, and they play the winner of Lawrence Central versus Franklin Central. So, probably Lawrence Central. That'll be a good game Wednesday night. Yeah, that may be where I end up. No, I won't. I'll be at Cardinal no. Cathedral. Jeez, the hell? Stop it! Yeah, I didn't mean to fight. Suck everybody out. <laughs> and then Park Tudor versus, or then Ben Davis. They would play Beach Grove. They open up at Beach Grove. They play the winner of Warren versus Park Tudor. Uh, that would be a rematch of which Ben Davis won by nine or 11, 11 earlier in the year. Um, I anticipate that game to be a rock fight, <laughs> an ugly game. Um, if Carmel was healthy, I would probably pick them to beat cathedral just to be that guy. Um, but instead, I'm looking at another option. Yes. Um, well, I was I looked at that game, but I don't know that Bonds may be ready to go. But I don't think Jake is going to be ready to go. And that, that plays a big role. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Should I go with uh... Eh.
1: (laughs) This is the best I know Someone's got stuff to do
0: Like what? What the hell do you have to do? (laughs) Kid stuff Kid stuff Going Greenfield Central over Eastern Hancock yeah, I should just stick with the games I'm going to. that at least make it go quicker. Greenfield Central over Easton Hancock. And then... Kyler sent us his locks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Over his locks. Where the hell are they? There we go. His locks for Ligoti over Bar-Reeve and Westfield over Hamilton Southeastern.
1: Could we get a rag on him for those? called Wee? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no we won't do that what
0: i say westfield
1: westfield over hamilton central or hamilton southeastern sorry ligoti over Barreve
0: all right there we go we got the locks down got them got them locked in last week how we do last week
2: i, don't even I was remember. one and what was one and one evansville central or evansville uh christian let me down at wow. Bloomfield. Bloomfield's
0: good,
1: though. I don't remember what I did. I
2: think last I did Penn over Zach, you were
0: Misha, you were Blackhawk over South Bend St. Joe. Oh, that yeah. happened. Pretty weak. Harrison <laughs> over Lake Central. How'd that go?
1: <laughs> oh, they smacked him.
0: Dominique picked up Christian over Bloomfield. I forgot I picked Harrison last week. Jeez. Kyler picked Fishers picked over Pike. Guy. But then he also picked Jennings County over Center Grove. There you go. That did not work out. I picked Noblesville over Pike. I was looking good the final six seconds of that game. And then I picked Carmel over Westfield. Cool. All right, guys. Good job. We'll talk next week. And All right. And, um, Dominique, you should still head over to watch Carmel play Snyder.
2: Oh, we'll see.
0: Watch some good motion offense,
2: baby. They play Carroll
0: coming up so yeah that carol yeah, it's at carol all right that's yeah cool. all right talk to you guys next week
2: later, later.